The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perra columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Today we're catching up again with Alex Passmore of Rocks Resources. It trades under the code RXL and was last quoted at two and a half cents. We caught up with Alex back in March when he gave us a great rundown on himself and the company, which has the UMI Gold Project south of Sandstone in WA and the Fisher East Nickel Project to the east of Walloon in WA as its main focus. A lot has changed since uh, March, and it has to be said that the rock story has got a whole lot more interesting thanks to the high-grade grace discovery at UMI. It's worth remembering that UMI is all of 30 kilometres to the north of where Spectrum made a 355,000 ounce high-grade discovery, only to be gobbled up by gold producer Remelius in the $208 million takeover. The recent success by rocks at Grace and action elsewhere on the UMI belt has stepped up investor interest in rocks to the point where it has received strong support for an $8.7 million share placement and a $4 million shareholder purchase plan to step things up at UMI, as well as funding a drilling program at Fisher East. It's also funding an increase in rocks' UMI stake from 50% to 70%. So there's a lot happening there, and we'll get more on all that from Alex in a moment. But first up, though, I'm going to welcome him back to the Explorers podcast and say, g'day, Alex, and thanks for your time today. G'day, Barry. Pleasure to be talking to you again. All right. Now, I guess, obviously, the fundraising, uh, $12.7 million all up, and the success at Grace, uh, the big changes in the rock story since we last spoke. Uh, first up, uh, tell us about the capital raise and what the funds are earmarked for. Yeah, sure. So there, there was a very good support for the raise, and we've been very pleased uh, with that. Uh, the, uh, we raised $8.74 million in, a, in an institutional uh, placement and uh, we're raising $4 million in a share purchase plan, all at the same price, all at 2.4 cents. Uh, and and uh, that really changes the ROCKS register um, towards a more institutional weighting as people are starting to notice what a, what a good job we're, we're doing and, and uh, seeing the potential in the UME project and ROCKS' other projects. The, um, the, the placement um, was, was so strongly supported, in fact, that those in, in the general pool of subscribers ended up getting about 19% of really? what they asked for. So it was heavily oversubscribed. So that was, uh, that, that was a great outcome for us. Um, however, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't entirely by accident. We had, we had worked very hard to, um, you know, to, despite COVID-19 restrictions to, to get the message out there um, you know, and, and talk to some key long-term type holding uh, type institutions. So we welcome um, several European institutional investors uh, onto the register, uh, some of the bigger ones in the world. So we've been really happy with the outcome there. Okay. Now, uh, Grace um, has been putting out some impressive uh, results. Where is it in relation to the the old operations and what do you think you've got onto there? Yeah, sure. So Grace has been a real game changer uh, for you and me. Uh, projects. So, um, in in the mine area, 
the the main line of load is is in the historical line of load. So it's like you and me was a historic producer uh, in the eighties and nineties from about 80, 86 to ninety seven, uh, and produced around six hundred and seventy thousand ounces. Uh, and the, the historic production came from a greenstone belt along the margin uh, of, of the granite, uh, where a shear zone runs through the countryside. Uh, and, and there is still remnant resources there. There's 1.2 million ounces at around three grams lying along that contact. Mm-hmm. Although Grace, is, Grace came from the recognition that there was um, parallel shear zones uh, and, and um, with a different style of mineralization in the granite. So we then drilled these out and you know, there's been some spectacular results. So five metres at 126 grams, seven metres at 55 grams, two metres at 138 grams, all very shallow results, all um, those results that is quoted all above 50 metres. Um, in an area in the granite around 200 metres away from the old mining area. Yeah. So essentially a, a new load starting, a new series of high-grade ore shoots starting at surface um, in a shear zone that, that is in the granite, which was historically thought to be the football rock of, of uh, the UME main load. So it, 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 it seems to us uh, in our exploration model at the moment, which is working very well, that there's, there's, there's several gold mineralizing styles at UME. So we, we see gold in shear zones um, re- related to the UME uh, shear zone itself, which is a bit like a Penny West style deposit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see main load shear zone um, hosted gold, which is in greenstones and banded iron formations, and 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 that's in an area that, um, that you know that is a bit similar to historical where what's been mined historically. But then there's also these shear zones in the granite, and um, you know, and they they can have some spectacular grades, and um, pleasingly are three million. So we've done leach test work and, and get 99 recovery. So. The UME project itself is, and the belt, in fact, is a, is a very, very well mineralized area, and and um, you get gold across all different rock types or lithologies, and the, the gold tends to have more of a structural control um, rather than a lithological or, or rock type control, and and that's really been um, that, that's really been uh, an advancement in our understanding um, yeah. of, of the of the belt and of the project. Okay, so um, granite hosted would make it similar to King of the Hills, Tamula. Um, so there's some there's some big examples. Um, now historically, you know, back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, uh, gold gold was mostly thought to be hosted in greenstone belts and, and basalts and dolerites. So so you know we can understand why the previous operators of you and me didn't really um, focus their efforts so much on the granite. They focused on on the um, you and me. Uh, mm-hmm. belt. But, but the, the understanding of these things has, has advanced over the last 40 odd years where, you know, the major orogenic gold deposits occur in, uh, in areas that are nearby to crustal scale faults um, where there's been favourable mineralising fluids go through and, and a good gold deposition mechanism, so chemistry change or pressure change. And, and that's what we've got at UME. So the UME shear zone is a... 150 kilometer long um, crustal scale shear zone. The, the, the geological survey did a seismic survey um, over it in 2012 and determined that um, the UME shear zone basically goes to you know, the center of the earth or the, the Moho it's called, which is the, in, at the bottom of the earth's crust. Um, and so we, we're, we've got tenure all the way along this, uh, you know, very long, 
very deep uh, crustal scale shear zone and there's gold mineralization all the way along it so you know, you've got penny west 28 kilometers to the south of you and me all all the areas around you and the uh mine site itself um then you know at prospects uh a long strike at uh, along that shear zone at currents and in other areas so the historical the historical uh, operators uh, were mainly looking in the greenstone belt at you and me uh, as that was historically thought to be thought to be the uh, thought to be the main host of the gold. But what what we've uh, what we've de determined is that the the gold is more structurally uh, it's more important to look for structures that host the gold and it occurs mm. across uh, across various morphologies. So when you're going looking for you know orogenic gold deposits in the Yilgarn and where they occur. Um, the, the current understanding, you know, and, and this is you know, the developments in the science over the last 40 years, that it's more important to look for areas that are close to crustal scale faults um, where there's been favourable mineralising fluids go through them and the gold deposition mechanisms, so chemistry change or pressure change. And the UNME shear zone is, is one of these major crustal scale faults. So the, the geological survey uh, completed a seismic traverse across the UME shear zone in 2012, and uh, it, it showed that the UME shear zone went to um, a, a geological layer called the Moho, which is the bottom of the Earth's crust, so basically in the centre of the Earth type, type structure, um, which is a great place to go looking um, for gold mineralisation. And then, so we've got a big crustal scale fault. And then, and then, uh, and lots of mineralizing fluids go through it. But you know, how rich are they in gold? Well, um, there's uh, there's the Penny West Gold Deposit, 28 kilometres to the south of us. There's the UME mine site itself, which has a post uh, pre-mining endowment of 1.8 million ounces. Uh, and there's gold, there's gold mineralization all the way along the um, our tenure along along the uh, the 150 kilometre long shear zone, so we, which we hold about 80 kilometres of. So um, there's a hell of a lot of uh, exploration upside. Um, mm. regionally um, and um, you know and we're, we're working on that but we're also you know very much focused on getting grace into a resource and and getting an early you know starter project up there all right uh, I think in the last high-grade results reported from grace there was a reference to uh, the min mineralization encounters today being greater than 30 gram meters what does that mean for those of us who might be uh, unfamiliar with that term Sure. So, so one of the ways to compare gold deposits and compare gold loads is to look at the the amount of gold in a. So you're looking in a long section. So you're looking uh, at at a plane that um, along the looking at at the side of the gold load, if you like, from the side, uh, and and you're determining the the thickness or the 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 thickness or endowment of the mineralisation. So thirty gram meters. You could have one meter at 30 grams or 30 meters at one gram if you give you the same contour. So it's an overall endowment mm. um, of gold type uh, measure. Now, the reason that's important because sometimes the gold is diffuse in, in the rock and sometimes it, it's just in narrow high grade veins. But the thing is that it's an indication as to how much gold is in that structure. In that right. Uh, and, and there are several areas in Grace which go above, um, well, certainly above 300 gram meters. Uh, and you know I could have put those contours on that on that plan as well, but it would have been a bit messy. In it. And 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 you know, certainly those high grades occur in in zones and pods, not not over the whole load. But you know there, there there is some spectacular there are some spectacular grades there. Right. Okay. So uh, you touched on it earlier. Uh, a maiden 
resource estimate for grace perhaps by mid-year or thereabouts yes that's right so we've been uh, we've been drilling um at a grace again since so we paused during the COVID 19 um travel restrictions and we've been back out there uh during may uh and we needed to do a little bit more drilling we, we we've done seven thousand meters there but we needed to do another three thousand meters to tighten up the drill spacing uh and and also um deep in some holes uh where we'd ended the mineralization so um that that's just allowing a a better resource to be you know published or, mm. or a more confident resource to be published if you like so um resource geologists won't sign off on um, won't sign off on resources if they're too sparsely drilled um they, they want a certain level of confidence that you know um that, that the drilling debt that the grade estimation the return estimate tons estimation is is supported by enough drilling per mm. square meter of, of load if you like so we had to go back and uh and do a little bit more just to infill because the the, the gold is high grade um but we couldn't include um some of the zones of high grade in the resource because they weren't drilled sparsely enough. so then um following on from that um, resource out in the September quarter following that drilling. That's all right. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. So it'd be a quality uh, resource estimate. And I'm just wondering, yes. is it possible at this stage to, obviously you can't tell me what it might be, but do you think Grace is showing su- sufficient potential at this stage to perhaps be a starter pit for a, a broader rebirth of the you and my project area? Yeah, so that's that's exactly um, our thoughts. So. Um, the, the resource will be a shallow open pitable type resource uh, above um, 80 metres, uh, high grade, uh, and we could look at either toll milling that at, at one of the three or four nearby mills that are, that are looking for feed, or we could look at putting in a modular plant uh, ourselves and, and having a small starter operation. The, uh, the, 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 um, the long term at UMA is, is with a more uh, larger throughput commercial scale operation, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, we see an interim step of about a million ton per annum plant and then potentially a three million ton per annum plant, um, which take out progressively three and four, four gram material around the old open pits uh, mm-hmm. and also grace at depth. Uh, and then the, and then the, the you and me granite is strongly mineralized uh, all the way through, but um, you know, at around one gram. So, um, you know, that, then at that, that, that sort of um, at that sort of grade, you're really looking at like a Regis Garden Well type scale operation. Or, mm. uh, you know, you need you need your your unit cost to be quite quite low, and you know economies of scale come into play there. But so so there's a real there's a there's a three stage ramp up if you like small starter small starter project, um, getting us into cash flow. You know, one million ton per annum plant, which is which is mining the areas in and around the old pits and grace at depth. Uh, and then a you know and then a very large um, project after that. So mm. you know you can only do what you can do with the capital structure and the capital that you've got. So we see staged approaches that is the right way to go. Yeah, uh, question that I'm interested to ask you, uh, given your uh, your background. There seems to be two views out there in the market at the moment that if you want something interesting, don't even think about getting into production. Just drill it until you're in the multi-million ounce phase. Or, yep. like the approach you guys are taking, try and get some early cash flow going. What, uh, what, why is there that difference out there? Um, There's a divergence. Yeah, um, I, I think it reflects it reflects production risk. So, um, I, I think the the 
drill it until you've got multi multi million ounces is um, is coming from people that um, don't want to be exposed to ramp up and production risk, uh, and and is probably you know more so setting the company up for you know a takeover, which, which is fine. That's a, that's mm. a good, that's a shareholder. Uh, that's a value accretive outcome for shareholders. Um, however, what if you don't get taken over? <laughs> then you've mm-hmm. just spent a heap of money on drilling and you know it. So I would rather try and do both, <laughs> which is, mm-hmm. which is you know, work out how you're going to fund your drilling campaigns long term uh, and, you know, and, and aim to get into cash flow. And look, it's, you know, um, I think, you know, as directors of any publicly listed company, you need to look at, you know, um, merger and acquisition, either opportunities or proposals as as they come and if they're value accretive mm. um, for shareholders, you know, or, or if they're going to deliver the right amount of value to shareholders for, for where you're at. So um, I think the drill it until you've got multi, multi-million ounces is a, is a great idea um, if, if exploration funding um, isn't dilutive. <clears throat> and it, and uh, you know and um, you know that the market's prepared to support that, but mm. um, pretty risky, stra- pretty risky strategy if it if uh, if it doesn't. Yeah, if no one knocks on the door. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> okay. Having said all that, uh, there is a, an existing resource at you and me. One point uh, two million ounces, me half in the the three million category. So. It's not as if you're starting from scratch uh, at Grace by any means. No, that's right. That's right. So, so, um, so we will we will add to that, and then we, we've got an update on that 1.2 million ounce resource coming out for after the September quarter, uh, and we're you know and we're studying development scenarios. So, um, you know, there's a lot there's a lot going on, and we're we're pushing both of those angles, I guess. Uh, you know, in, in terms of demonstrating the value at you and me, you know, and how many ounces um, are there. Uh, and, and to the best of you know our ability at the moment with the funds that we've got, but also recognising that we don't want to dilute shareholders, um, you know, forever and much more. Uh, and so you've got to you've got to look at getting into cash flow, which which we're we're very you know we think is a, a good strategy and and mm. offers a return to shareholders and takes the burden off shareholders um, having to put their hand in their pocket and fund uh, yep. fund all the, the drilling. Mm. Often, when a company raises funds, the uh, people providing the funds like to uh, direct where the the money should go. But I see that you've managed to earmark uh, was it one and a half million dollars for Fisher East, um, where you've already got a resource. Yes, that's right. So um, we uh, it's very much watched this space in terms of the nickel. Actually, um, the um, some interesting developments going on there. Uh, the, the the guys that came in uh, institutionally. Like rocks, uh, as a you know, and its assets, and what we're doing, uh, and yes, the, the the flagship project is you and me, uh, and that's where we're more likely to get a starter project up and running, you know, in the in the medium term because it's gold and because there's several uh, hungry mills nearby, and you know, and, and got, you can actually develop a small gold project, whereas it's very hard to um, it's very hard to. Uh, develop a modest scale nickel project. You need mm. off-take partners. You need uh, uh, concentrated spec needs to be perfect, and, and so forth and so forth. So, so, uh, the, the, but the nickel the nickel project is still is very valuable to us and to others. Uh, and 
Um, yeah, and, and yes, absolutely, we've got support for, um, for, for continuing your work out there. And uh, look, it, just as a reminder, it's a Yulgan, it's a Yulgan Kraton margin belt, uh, which is, you know, a great place to go looking for nickel. Uh, and and uh, we've got, you know, 80 corners of strike of a greenstone belt that's got nickel in it that hasn't been explored very much at all. So, um, so there's, some, uh, there's some interesting, uh, you know, interesting work programs planned for that. Mm. Okay, uh, that's a, a great mix. Uh, the mix gold and nickel did WMC uh, did fine by WMC for fifty years. So, um. Yeah, well, they, look, they tend they tend to um, hedge each other a little bit, and uh, and you know, independents have successfully operated the nickel and gold business um, combination, mm. uh, and and uh, you know, it's, it's attractive due to that sort of natural hedge. And you know, on, on one hand, you've got leverage to um, you know electric vehicles, batteries. And a growing part of the economy, and on the other hand, you know we're in a we're in a low interest rate environment, which is very good for gold, uh, and um, you know and we're continuing to see you know a great Aussie gold price. Yeah, uh, and so uh, so it's a good time to be in both commodities. Yeah, well, uh, even with the dollar rising, I think it's uh, roughly around two and a half thousand dollars, which is what uh, I think when you and me stopped. Uh, Aussie gold was about four hundred. So what's that six fold? Four hundred, right? So, yeah. Yeah. so, so there's plenty of material in the ground that if you just run that number through, that it all, it all theoretically is mineable. Um, okay. So we're starting from a fairly, uh, a fairly solid base. Okay, and I guess I should have mentioned this earlier. Importantly, you and me, you increase your interest from fifty to seventy percent. Yeah, that's that's right. So you and me's been a, a great project for us, and you know, and we are. Um, you know, we, we spent two million dollars in the ground in the near mine area. We spent one million dollars regionally. We're you know pushing forward as, as fast as we can. So we, we've completed the earning requirement of the in the ground spend. So the next step is to acquire the additional twenty percent interest in the in, in the asset for three million dollars. Uh, so essentially, we've you know that would value the project at fifteen million dollars, which is you know, very, a very attractive incremental earning. Um, valuation. So, you know, we're, we're happy to do that. Um, we then assume management control of the regional joint ventures and look forward to accelerating the efforts there. Um, and, and we're able to open discussions with project financiers you know, as a controlling entity going forward with, with absolute certainty. So, mm. so that, you know, that's what the acquisition of the additional interest really gives. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, so there we have it, uh, an emerging uh, gold development story plus regional gold and nickel exploration upside. Rocks, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's become an interesting stock. Still trading at two and a half cents, so plenty of upside there. And at this point, I'll say thanks for your time today, Alex, and the best of luck with it. Pleasure, Barry. Speak again soon. Good on you, mate. Cheers.